I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc., all one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have an awesome newcomer, Mia Healy. Mia Healy comes from Australia, and she's got a new show called The Wilds on Amazon. She's so cool and just so badass. I had so much fun talking with her, her journey, how she got started in Australia, and then ultimately came to Los Angeles to get representation, and all that's to come for her. She's a superstar, and she's so cool. Mia, I got so much love for you. I had so much fun. Here it is. Mia Healy, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for having me. This is so cool because I think this is, I'm like 130 episodes in, and this is the first time I've had a guest from the future. (laughs) (laughs) So how how is tomorrow looking? Is it good? It's good so far. So far it's good. Yeah, I can't give you any tips on what's happening in all the sport games and everything like that. My manager actually once told me that her kid said one time, like, oh, my God, can you ask one of your clients in Australia to, like, tell me what happened in the baseball game or whatever it was? And, like, it doesn't really work like that. But. That's so funny. I, I, <laughs> I guess I wonder kind of, like, in hindsight now what, like, sports people did back in the day before television. Because, like, what, yeah. if, what if you had someone that could tell you in Australia but you didn't get the news? I don't know. But we're here to talk <laughs> about you, not sports. <laughs> so for a really long time with like get movies. I think it still happens like really like late, like behind America so much, which is strange. But we were always like waiting for the movies from America to come to Australia. It was always torture. Well, we were just speaking off air of someone that I have so much respect for and so much love for that is on your team has spoken so highly of you. And anyone she mentions is, is someone that I take serious. And uh, I watched your episode. I thought it was outstanding. Uh, You you know, you you, obviously very beautiful inside and out. And it was such an interesting character. And it's, you know, 
as an American, because we think our accent is the center of the world, it's always it's always <laughs> interesting when that you know you hear the accent, and then you meet them for the first time in their natural accent. So yeah. I'm having that moment right now. Great work, <laughs> accent wise. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from an American. I'm from so. Virginia too, so I, I know the Southern accent well. But uh, oh. so <laughs> if it's cool with you, let's start at the beginning. You grew up in where in Australia? So I was born in Sydney, Australia. And I went to a few different schools um, around Sydney. And then when I was uh, 13, 14, my parents shipped me off to the country. No, we all we all moved to the country together to a town called Of Australia country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still still in the same state, but it was like um, two hours south of Sydney inland. So grew up there, did my, did like year eight to 12 of high school there. Are your parents Um, artists? No, they're not. They're actually both in business. Wow. So very, yeah, very bizarre. Um, but they're very involved in the arts, but they're not um, artists. If, if um, you don't mind, you know, elaborating for those listening, you know, because I had a similar experience where I lived in a, a town and I had to spend some time in, in the country. How was that transitional wise from you? Because I, I know that could be really tough as a child. It was, I was kind of at that, you know, those formative years around like 14, 15, where you're kind of becoming a teenager and, you know, you want to start hanging out with your friends by yourself and just grow up a bit. And then to be kind of moved to the country was definitely, definitely a big shift in my life. I was originally really excited because I was really into equestrian and horse riding. So that was that's awesome. Yeah. So that was something I was super excited to do and like get a horse and do the whole country lifestyle thing. And then towards, yeah, like 15, 16, all my friends from primary school that were like going to the beach and going to the shops and like being able to, you know, just do all those city things where it was kind of like, why me? So wait, you, you still went to the same high school, even though you were in the country? Um, no, I moved. I moved. Oh, high school. okay. Got it. Got yeah. it. Oh, so you had, you had to say goodbye to friends. Yeah, for sure. Totally. But I'd already kind of moved schools a lot before then. So I already had... I was pretty used to like, um, Nomadic. Up, yeah, that sort of lifestyle, even though, you know, it was still in the same city, so it wasn't that hard, but and I love meeting new people. So that wasn't really a big issue for me. Cause I love, I kind of always love being the new kid like that. That, that know, is meeting cool. new people. Yeah. Um, um, I'm curious, you know, because I know what it's like to, to live a, you know, kind of, nomadic lifestyle what for you when you were doing this what was anchoring you you know I mean was it did you have a sport did, was it acting or wh- what was what was Mia's passion you it said was, horse riding obviously my fault but yeah yeah um I love the word anchoring by the way I use that actually quite often oh nice um, we're in sync yeah. here I love it I feel the energy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that my jewelry anchors me not in this um instance but I always use um the word anchored with my jewelry. But um, so I guess what anchored me is definitely, definitely acting. It was always something that I wanted to do and something that, you know, I love doing. Obviously moving to the country kind of limited what I was able to do because, you know, growing up in Sydney, I could go and do, you know, classes on the weekend or the school holidays and short courses of whatever outside of school. But when you're in the country, that is like not a thing really at all. But um, luckily I had a really good um, drama teacher and a really good, yeah, drama program at my school. So I was able to throw myself into that. Um, was there I, a, a moment in your life? Like, do you, were your parents, you know, big into movies? Like, what was the moment where it all opened up to Mia? 
Um, I think my parents at one point, I, I just always loved just performing and just like creating little things with friends and just, I was just kind of born a performer. It wasn't necessarily an acting thing immediately. It was more just like, oh, this this kid is like, just wants to just perform in whatever respect that is. So my parents kind of, I think, must have gotten sick of me doing little short plays for them yeah. in the living room sent me off to an acting class when I was like four and um, I just fell in love with it. And I'm like, damn, okay. That's so, that's so beautiful. And and I've had, do you know Toby Wallace? I don't know him personally, but I actually just listened to your podcast with him yesterday. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, Toby, you know, grew up there. So talk to me, what was the process for you getting involved with the arts? Because I know it can be, you know, t- tough in, in Australia, particularly on, you know, the east side of the coast. So what, what was your journey like? Um, so it was always kind of, in Australia, the kind of general um, process is to finish high school and go to a, a NIDA or a, a Whopper or some sort of like performing arts school. Is that what uh, Nicole Kidman and, and Naomi did? Is that one of their schools? They did. I know Kate Blanchett did. Okay. And Mel Gibson um, and people like that, but I, I, a lot of people didn't. So th- it's, it's, you don't have to at all. Like that's not what you have to do at all. I always wanted to do that. Cause I, when I was a kid, I would go and do um, like weekend courses and, you know, school holiday courses or whatever at um, NIDA, which is the national Institute of dramatic art in Sydney. And then, so I finished high school. I auditioned, um, for the pro- I, proper program there? There's, so I, there was the three-year program, which is a Bachelor of Fine Arts, um, which goes for three years. It's a lot of theory, which I would have loved to have done um, in retrospect. Um, and But it, for me, I was like, there was also that year, the first time they were doing a one-year course, um, and it was stage and screen. It was called Diploma of Stage and Screen, and it was really oh. screen me. And I'd never really done screen anything before, so I was like, I, I may as well do this one-year thing first and then if I want to go back and do three years so I get my theory done um and then I auditioned for the one year I didn't audition for the three I auditioned for the one year what was the audition consisting of was it monologues or was it scenes or it was a monologue and then they did a lot of improvisation um and group work and then they they did um scene work um in the callback um But I didn't get in because, so I went, I was living in Bowral. I was living in the country and I go there to do the audition. And then they, they came in at the end. This is just me being so like naive and not really knowing how it works, but they came in after the original audition and they said, Hey, um, if it's all good, we'd love to see you guys back just later today again, just to have another look. And I was, you know, mum was like, I've got fish in the car and we're driving back to the country. So they tell you, you didn't get in, but then they ask you to hang around. No, they said, they didn't say I didn't get in. They just said all of you. So they said to everyone that did oh, the audition. Oh, okay, got it. You guys all, we want to like do another look. So I went to the, because, and then in my head, I was like, oh, that's not a callback because if it was a callback, they wouldn't have everyone back and they would yeah. have said it's a callback. So I was already confused, but my mom was, you know, we needed to get back to the country. So I went to the reception. I said, hey, can you um, make sure that that wasn't a callback and just let me know if it was and I'll come back on the weekend, I just, I got to go. And they were like, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. And then I didn't even get in. So, it, and it turns out it was a callback and I didn't even. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Devastated. I remember pulling into my house in Barrel that night and being like, that was so a callback. 
Because where was Uber? <laughs> I was like, what have I done? You know, I've just yeah. missed out and I was so heartbroken. And then I found out I didn't get in and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I didn't even do my callback. Like, anyway, I was so upset. So I went to a different school for a few weeks. When I finished high school, I got into a different school and I went there for a few weeks. And then I got a call from NIDA and they were like, yo, if you still want to come, we've got a spare spot. Someone, someone dropped out if you want to come. So I was like, oh my gosh. And I totally did it. Yeah. I'm so thankful that I did. And just like the stars aligned in that moment. But yeah. I didn't get in originally. So, so, so funny. That's I didn't tell anyone that from my year group either for no a really time until the end. I was like, by the way, I'm not actually supposed to be here. <laughs> really I, think, I think as all actors, we're all not supposed to be here. That's the miracle of acting. Yeah. So yeah. talk, talk to me, you know, having, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like in what your equivalent of high school is. Were you doing productions in high school of like of musicals and plays or it does that not really a thing there? We did, we did, we did like that. We have like a senior musical at the yeah. end. Well, it's, I think it's different depending on what school you go to. All around Australia, I'm sure there are different sort of programs. But the, at the school I went to, it was like the senior musical, and we did um, Pippin. And I played. Is it Catherine? I can't even remember now. The, I, I'm, I'm honestly not a musical guy. It's not my strong yeah. suit. Yeah, I'm very good because I cannot yeah. remember that so bad. But. Um, played one of the characters in that and that was a lot of fun but they do like plays throughout and in your drama classes you're making plays and you know you, we have the HSC which I don't know what your equivalent is but it's like your your senior final exams oh, okay it's cool number to go into university or whatever you want to do so we make a play with that and then do a monologue as well so yeah there was a lot to do which was great for me and, and so then when you got into NIDA you know what was the you know was it that late or was it only just a couple of weeks uh what what do you mean when i you said they called you later on after it had started like was it was it like months or you know just a few weeks it was probably probably around a month into the year into the new year okay um when this when the course was about and the course hadn't started yet um and then there were all these issues with the course and it was getting pushed back and i think that's why someone had to pull out so oh okay that's awesome because i was wondering if you had trouble like it integrating with everyone as as it went right. on, but it didn't start yet. No, no, it hadn't started yet. Thank, yeah, thankfully. I mean, I wouldn't find it either way. As I said before, I love kind of being the new person and meeting new people, so it wouldn't have been an issue. But um, yeah. So talk to me. How was that, how was that experience once it did start? It was so amazing. I I seriously look back on those days and just I I could study. I feel like I could study for the rest of my life as long as I could work at the yeah, same time. I totally, I, I would get my master's in a second if I could afford it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's just like the fact that you get to just go every day. Cause it's another thing with being an actor and I'm sure you know, this is like, you know, you don't get to just do your art every day. You have to be, you have to wait to be told to like be able to do what you love. So when you're studying, you get to do it every day, regardless of if you've booked anything or not. So it's just like this. I couldn't have articulated that more beautifully because like as actors, once you enter that post-collegiate phase, you spend more time thinking about acting than you do getting to act. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And you you the most acting I feel like I'm ever going to do is is when I'm studying because it's every day. For, you know, you get to wake up every day and just know that you're driving to a place where you get to do what you love. So I loved it. It was obviously really hard and, you know, they push you a lot and it, it, it's definitely 
I definitely changed so much as a person through through studying, which I think I needed. And I think studying, it wasn't so much what I learned that made me a better actor. It was more like how I changed as a person yeah. that made me a better actor. Yeah, totally. So I yeah. think it was definitely, definitely important for me to do that. And I'm so happy that I did. And, and you said while you were there, you guys were doing like film TV scene study. How was that seeing yourself on camera and learning the dynamics of the difference between theater and, and film acting? It was, well, it was the first time I'd ever really seen myself on camera. And it, they, the way they, uh, the course was designed is that we did it all in kind of, all the screen stuff was basically about auditioning. And so it was always, you know, a green screen, a blue screen or whatever, and a camera and a reader. And that was it. So we never really did, um, we never did actual like screen acting dialogue, like scene work. It was more um, about audition, the audition oh, okay. project, yeah. which was actually great for us because it means that, you know, because that's the biggest thing, you know, you got to be able to do a good audition to get a foot in the door, you know? Totally. So it was, it was really great to learn that. And I think I would have been really shocked if I hadn't learned about that stuff or been at least been told about how an audition works because it's a very weird confronting thing when you're it's, there. It's the, it's the most horrible way of doing what it is to get yeah. jobs. You know what I mean? It's, it's it awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, I hate it. It's, it's like dating, you know, it's like, on, yeah. it's online dating, you know, it's the, yes. whatever. but talk I to know. me while you were there, you know, I imagine, you know, Sydney's right with, you know, a film TV theater scene of its own. Were you, thinking about agents or was your mind still just in the academic part? I was thinking about agents. I was always, you know, I'm always, I'm always kind of thinking about like, I was, well, at least while I was there, always thinking about like, oh, what am I going to do after this? And so excited and just um, thinking about it in that way. But um, I definitely just got stuck into the work. It wasn't as much theory um, as I, as I would have liked it to be because it wasn't that three-year course that really dives into the yeah. theory side of things. It was very much, um, yeah, um, physical and emotional, which was fun. Um, but now I look back and I kind of wish I had that that theory in my back pocket to like talk about certain things or certain places or whatever. Well, we'll, we'll have to get our masters together, obviously, after yeah, this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so then while you were there, you know, do they, do they prep you for agent auditioning as well or? Yeah, they, um, so we have like a showcase at the end of, of the year and they basically, our showcase um, had, a, everyone had a self, uh, an audition basically, a self tape. Um, and then we had a scene, um, like a uh, play sort of miniature scene with someone in the year group. Wow. Um, so it was great. We got to do a bit of theatre and a bit of screen and they invite all the agents and stuff like that. But, you know, they, it's kind of hard to prepare for those things because a lot of it is just, you know, it's just people. You've just yeah. got to mesh and with certain people. And I don't know, it's, it's hard to prep for like and, agents. And when that yeah. night came, how did you feel like you did at least performance wise? I loved it. I had the best time. And I really, I feel like I perform really well. I, I perform my best when I'm under pressure. That's amazing. So, yeah. Which is, it, it's great. I'm really lucky to be built that way because there is so much pressure in, in yeah. this industry. So it feels nice to be able to just tell myself, um, that I perform well under pressure. Um, but yeah, so I loved it. I had a really good time. It's obvious. And you know, just, it's exciting. There's people out there. There's like your future's kind of out there and you know, it's a big deal. And 
which I kind of like. I don't know. Some people find that like really scary, but I, I was really excited. Um, but I guess it, maybe if I if I'd done horribly wrong, I might I might say differently. But <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all perspective. But you know, did you have an idea even before I even ask you what happened? Did you have an idea of what your plan was post grad? I really didn't have a plan. It was kind of I don't, I'm not really a big planner. Yeah. I think, and I think I kind of. I'm built that way, but I also kind of made myself that way because being in this line of work, it's so hard to plan anything. Oh. So I've just, I try not to plan anything really. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just hoped that someone in the, in the audience, an agent would be interested. And if not, my plan was to, you know, make a couple of self tapes, um, send them out to agents around Sydney and just try and like get my foot in the door. And, and, and did, did an agent bite from the showcase? Yes, my agent, who's still my agent now in Sydney. Uh, which what's is, their name? We got to shout them out then. Clinton at CBM. What up, Clinton at CBM? <laughs> That's <laughs> Honestly, awesome. Best, yeah. He's like such a good friend and he, we're just, he's the perfect match for me. And I think when you're finding an agent, it's so much about like, because it's a working relationship, right? So it's so much about like how you mesh with this person and how you you know, get along and we get along so well. So it works. And, you know, he, he works really hard for his clients. Um, and I work really hard, you know, for me and also, you know, to, for him as well. So it's a nice, it's a really nice relationship. Well, I'm curious, you know, because obviously there's, you know, you don't, you're very lucky in, in this life if you get to choose your path, but, you know, for Australian actors and as far as the American landscape, there's, you know, the Margot Robbie's that happen that just seemingly, you know, become sensations overnight. And then they're, you know, Naomi Watts and, and, you know, even though Ben Mendelsohn, I know is big there, you know, it took him a while to catch on here. When you met with this agent, right. did you have a plan of like, we're going to, we're going to tackle the, the Australian market and then we'll go to America or what was it just figure it out as it went? That's a really good question. We, um, we, in our first meeting, it was kind of like, boom, like, let's do it. Let's just go straight for America. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I, I would do the just, same. Yeah. It's just like, and that's kind of who I am as a person as well. It's like, no, no, no. If we're doing it, we're doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like if I, if I fail, I, I, I guess that's my question. Would you say for Australians, you know, obviously I know I'm not trying like Chris Lilly, I'm a huge fan of, you know, you guys mm -hmm. have a great, wonderful cinematic landscape there, but is making it in, the eyes of Australia, uh, making it in America. Um, you know, that's something I'd talk to British actors about. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, most of the TV that we watch is, is American, you know, and all the pop culture, most of the pop culture that we have is American. So um, for sure. I mean, it's, it depends on, it depends on, I guess, what you, what you're watching. And I think if, if you're an actor, you're watching a lot of American stuff, you want to be doing American stuff. Totally. Um, so yeah, for sure. And I de definitely, but I think, you know, there's so much to do in Australia and there's such a, yeah, beautiful scene here. So you could easily stay here forever and have like a really beautiful career and um, easily. Um, but I think America, and also I think like America just has that sort of, you know, that glitz and glam thing. It's got that, it's got that um, shiny sort of success. Yeah. Rags to riches. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Australia is kind of like super chill in the sense that like, you know, we don't, we don't really boast and we're quite humble and we just kind of like, 
quite chill. Yeah. But when you, you go to America and people from Australia are like, oh, my gosh, it's like I'm just – when you succeed in America, it feels like you're just like on top of the world. Yeah, it is crazy. I know. It's, it's yeah. maddening. Well, That's then amazing. did you – did he set up meetings for you in L.A.? Did you come to America or what was – what happened? So – I signed with signed with my agent. I was still working as a receptionist at a hotel. Um, I was doing a few auditions, and then for, I got an audition for American stuff or for everything. American stuff, amazing. American stuff. Yeah, which was so yeah, so 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 great. Um, American stuff, and then I got an audition for the Wilds, and then um, I was working as a receptionist. I did the audition, and then I got a call back, and I was at work, and I got a call back. I uh, got the email and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to LA and do this callback. In, in person. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My agent was like, you totally can if you want to, but just know you do not have to like spend your money on that. Like you can stay here and just do a self tape in the office. Like break, you know down, I mean? break down that, that for me. Cause I, I, I fucking love that you did that. So talk, you know, for the actors out there listening, what, what, what made you, what ignited it? Cause I would do the same. I just, I was at work and I saw it and I just thought, why, like, why the fuck not? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what am I going to lose other than money from, from doing this? Like, you know, I'm young, I'm eager. I want this. There's literally nothing stopping me. And I just, you know, there was just a surge of passion and, you know, I love that sort of just independence and having the control over my life. And I love making those decisions for myself and just being like throwing myself in the deep end, yeah. you know, and that's, and that's what I mean about like performing well under pressure. It's that yeah. same thing kind of like if I'm going to do this callback, I'm going to throw my, I'm going to make myself almost as uncomfortable as possible. So You're that going I can, all like, in. Yeah, I'm going yeah. all in. Yeah, so, that's amazing. It, yeah, and then um, so he was like, okay, sure, go for it. And I was like, and let's set up some meetings while I'm there. Like, let's do some, like, manager meetings and da-da-da-da-da. And he was like, all right, cool, yep. And then I went over there and I met with um, my some some a lot of different managers and I signed with the managers that I'm with now and I've signed with Who did an you agent. Who McKeon and Myonis. Okay. Lauren. Yeah. Um, and then signed with my agent over there. And then did the callback, then came back and then was able to meet all the writers and just do it face to face. It was just epic. So you signed with an agent before you booked the role. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> really so bizarre, actually. Looking back on that, I'm like, that was such a bizarre. How did that you, obviously I imagine you're an agent in Australia had some flex to get you these meetings and what when you went and met with them, did they yeah. ask you to read for them or you know, was it no, I'm, I've had some self tapes that I oh, got it, got it. Okay. In Sydney that um, my agent was sending along. Um, and they just, I guess, yeah, just believed in me and then just took the, took the risk. So, that's so rad. Which I loved because that's, yeah, I, just risk takers. I like being around them. So it's So great. you literally came to LA and crushed in two days. <laughs> 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 Only me at Healy. <laughs> so lucky like the stars really did align and I'm so just grateful that that even happened and I look back on that and I'm like I remember landing in Sydney getting the call that I'd booked the wilds and just being like what the fuck was that trip you you're, Margo, I mean? you're Margot Robbie dude <laughs> <laughs> it was 
bizarre so bizarre <laughs> so, so then talk to me about i mean obviously we got to talk about the callback moment how did that yeah. go so i had never done um I'd only ever done a few auditions in the room in Australia or mostly just meetings in Australia because it was American stuff that I was auditioning for. So it was all self-tapes. And this was the first, I guess, kind of audition that I'd done in the room um, properly, um, callback for sure, in LA. And I go in and it's one of those auditions. I don't know if you've ever done this. It's, I haven't done it since, but it was one of those callbacks where you walk into the, stu- the room and there's like a stage it was like the black box and it was like all black, like a mini stage and then like rows and rows of like producers and the writers and da, da, da from the show. Oh, my God. And like execs and stuff watching and then filming it and I was mic'd up before I went in. And I remember what? they were mic'd up in the waiting room and I was like, why am I getting mic'd up? Because I was expecting to just go in to be so like a screen tested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Screen- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Screen tested. Oh, my That's God. Right. And they didn't right. even tell you? I don't even think I knew what it was, Ryan. I That's so rad. <laughs> I just like shot. I was just like got an email and I was like, okay, I'll be there. I don't know. It was so. I mean, it was a while ago now as well. So I was I it knew for the I, role that you booked. Yeah. So oh. I knew I I knew I was screen testing actually because I had to sign the contract. There was this contract. The NDA. The end. Yeah. The NDA. Yeah. Also, the kind of like if you book this, you have to. So I was like signing things and doing it. So I knew what I was doing a screen test, but I didn't really know what a screen test was. I was so green, you know, at that yeah. point. Um, so they were micing me up and I was like, what's going on? Like, anyway, I walked in there and there was a whole room of people and I was like, okay, this is so random. And then just did it on the little stage and then left. <laughs> and did, I mean, speaking of rising to pressure, did you feel it or at that moment were you like, fuck it? I loved it. I no, loved that's it. awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, man, I was just like yeah. saw the people and I was like, okay, all right. Mic drop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. do it. It's like, you've got to have that positive self-talk. And so then, I mean, obviously walking out of that callback screen test, you know, and having you signed with an agent and manager was, what, did you have a flight back or did you stay? What happened? I had moved my flight back a few few days or something so I could fit in some more um meetings that I had with different casting directors after I'd done that and signed with different with um a manager and a a new agent they were like okay let's get you to meet these people so I was like okay I was only supposed to be here for four days but I just extended my trip a little bit so I could meet these people before I went back to Oz yeah um and then eventually, and my mom, you know, is listening to me on the phone. I'm like, I'm staying. I'm my, and I went with my brother as well because my brother. Oh, was like, did you guys oh, get like a hotel? What did you do? Yeah, so my, so me and my brother went together because I was like, I'm gonna go to America to do this thing. Oscar, my brother Oscar was like, oh, I'll just come with you and like CLA, like yeah, fun. have fun. It so, yeah, it was so much fun. So we went, and then, but then he had to leave because his return flight, you know. And oh, I was he like, couldn't push yeah. it off, right? Yeah. No, so he had to go back. He probably had work or something. And then left, and I was calling my mom like, "I'm not coming back with Oscar. I'm I'm staying a few days." Mom's like, "What's going on?" Oh my god! I was like running out of money like so bad. I was like getting like the dodgiest hotels. Oh, like, the- I've been there <laughs> yeah. on hotel tonight, trying to find the best yeah. rate. Yeah, <laughs> in there being like the door lock was like nothing. I was just like, okay. Oh, there's some seedy hotels on Sunset, and I've stayed in all of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> but that's awesome. So then you know. At this point, were you trying to get a visa for America or was that not even a concern yet? 
Well, yes and no. I'm kind of waiting to see what happened with this or this screen test, this audition, um, before I went out and kind of funded my own visa because it's very expensive and something that I'd really have to budget for. So I had to make sure that that's kind of the only thing I really had to plan when it comes to like money, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I came home and then I, and I booked the job. So I kind of, they, what you was know, the turnaround my- between the uh, screen test and the, was it a week or was it longer? Uh, I think it was a few days. Oh, I think amazing. I, so that you knew pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Within, I think it was a week maybe, or like within a week. Yeah. Okay. So I knew pretty soon, so I didn't have to, yeah, I, I landed, the day I landed, I found out that I booked it. So I was just like, didn't have to worry about a visa for the moment. And did you do uh, the thank you next to your hotel receptionist job? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. And they were actually super, yeah, just proud of me and happy. So it was like, they were really nice about it, but I was that, like, yeah. That's amazing. So then was, did you move to America then? No, cause we filmed it. So we filmed the pilot, um, in New Zealand. Okay. And then after, cause while I was filming, I was like, okay, great. Well, after this, I'm going to go back to LA and I'm going to, you know, meet with a, with an immigration lawyer and try and get a visa and all yeah. this stuff, book a job and live like basically just suss out moving there. Um, yeah. so I finished the pilot and went to LA for three months. Um, spoke to my, so you didn't even know it was a series when you, when you no, didn't even know it was a series. Wow. Went to LA, spoke to a lawyer, and she basically advised me that it'd be better to wait and find out if the C. It would be easier to get a visa if the series got picked up. So yeah. I had to. I was like, okay, well, no worries. They told like they were kind of saying we'll find out by Christmas. Yeah. And I said I went to LA like the end of October or something. So I was like, oh, we'll find out soon anyway. So it's all good. <clears throat> and when you and shot the pilot, did you did you feel like it would? Obviously, I mean, I imagine it was a magical experience, but. Did, yeah. Was there a, a mood on set of like, we got something? Yeah, for sure. There was definitely a lot of um, uh, hope and faith in, in this in this show and a lot of people believed in it. And I think you need to have people to believe in it for yeah. it to be successful. And all of us um, girls that uh, were cast all believed in it. So, you know, when people, when everyone believes in it, it just, it, it's different, you know, it's just, it's magic. So it was good, but then it started, our hope started to kind of, I mean, for us as the um, actors, our hope started to kind of crumble as like de- like months and months would go on and they would wow. be telling us if it was getting picked up and we were kind of sitting on the edge of our seat every morning waiting for a call, like, is my, is my life going to change or were not? Were you still auditioning during this time? I was auditioning, but then I didn't, I couldn't get a visa because I didn't know if the show was getting picked up. So I just ended up auditioning, but I couldn't take any work because I wasn't, I didn't have a visa. Oh, right, right, right. The SAG rules. (laughs) It was actually a great experience. I actually went with one of the girls that I worked with on The Wild. So it was a great experience, but it was not what I expected. And again, like, this is why I don't plan anything because it just never works out the way that you think. Um, so yeah. And then I came and then I came back and then we eventually found out in like, like July or something the next year that it was getting picked up. And by that that long, so long, it took like almost a year to get back. That's insane. It was, you can imagine by the end of it, you're like, it's not happening. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it was, it was traumatic and it wasn't traumatic, but it was, it was very, yeah, um, upsetting. And then finding out we, it got picked up, we were like, oh my gosh, 
Thank God. But then at that point, there was only a few months left until we went back to New Zealand to film season one. So I wasn't going to go and get a visa then. Yeah. Then I went and did season one and then finished. And then they were, my managers and team were like, go to, go back to Sydney, pack up your life, move over to LA. And I was like, boom. So came back, basically packed up my life, was talking to my lawyer and I was like getting the visa process. It was like almost done. And then COVID hit. So no, I I feel you, dude. (laughs) Right, right as this podcast took off, I, I started getting acting momentum and COVID hit. I was like, oh. I know. Yeah. It's just so, I know, COVID ruined everything. Oh, well. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> let's go back to some joy. How about the experience of filming it? How was that? Oh, amazing. I mean, it's kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, when you're studying acting, you get to go, you get to wake up every day and know that you promised art and you're promised this thing that you love. So, it's, it's a did you really- know your episode was coming? You know, like, did they tell you that you were going to get this particular episode that was like a deep dive into your character? Yeah, and I, I knew it was going to be around episode eight. So I knew I had eight episodes. And, you know, they didn't tell me basically, they didn't tell me a lot um, prior to that. So every episode reading the script, I was like, what's, you know, you're, I was just on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happened in episode eight. But um I kind of liked it that way because it kept that sort of momentum of like excitement and in the, in the role. Um, but yeah, it was such a great time. I loved, I loved shooting it in New Zealand. It was beautiful, such a beautiful country and the people, the crew was amazing. Such an intense episode, you know, the circumstances of her character having, yeah. you know, an uh, evangelical father and being a member of the LGBTQ community and mm-hmm. in the pageantry is, and, Having a friend that's, I mean, the circumstances are so epic for that character. I know, there's so much going on in her life and there's the teeth and it's like. Oh, the teeth. God, yeah. She really has her work cut out for her, for sure. Yeah. Was Was that intense being your first thing to play something literally so fucking dramatic? Yeah, but, you know amazing like yeah. I loved it. It the best thing ever I was you know and that was like always the role um that I envisioned in my mind that I would love to play some sort of deeply troubled um person that was harboring a lot of secrets and trauma and goes a bit um crazy and kind of just um falls apart yeah and I love and I love seeing that in in store in stories in, in film and TV, seeing characters that you just watch them decline and kind of fall apart and then build themselves up back up and rise from the ashes. Yeah. Um, and I love characters like that and just yeah, the 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 range that she goes through of experiences is just so human that I and that's why I love performing, like performing these these human experiences that are just so um traumatic yeah sometimes life is just like that and it's, yeah. it's 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 almost like a cathartic to express that it all, it feels like a therapy for me totally and did, mm. it was did you guys have really good rapport you know with all uh, all the the women on the island and you know everyone else that you your family that you got to act with you know family i mean tv family <laughs> yeah TV family. <laughs> yeah having like people pretending to be my parents I was like what um yeah we all got along super super well which I think you know and that was I, all shot in New Zealand the whole thing all of it all of it yeah wow. it was crazy um yeah it was awesome it was we all got along so well I think I think everyone 
wants to get along really well. I was kind of nervous that maybe we wouldn't because you just never know. You really don't ever know. <laughs> Anyone who says they know is lying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was, yeah, I, I, kind of nervous about it, but it turned out to be just like amazing. We all got along so well and everyone was, you know, so different. And I, it's just, it was wonderful casting because every character was played by, every character was so unique and different and they are played by these unique and different like women. Like they're yeah. all so, it's like, we're all so different from each other and we all bring certain qualities to this like, you know, craft in this world that like a lot of us just respect and admire. So it was nice to have them there and to lean on them for different things. And um, they were just great resources and people. That's so beautiful. How, how long did you guys shoot for? Six months. Oh, so you got to like yeah. proper move to New Zealand. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, big time. It was awesome. I, my family came over for Christmas. They all flew oh. over to Christmas there. It was so much fun. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it was great. And so when you wrap this project, I imagine, you know, at this point, especially for your reps, not even just in Australia, you had some serious momentum to seize on. Did you, did things start to pick up for you audition wise? Um, yes and no. It was, it was definitely picking up, but then COVID happened. So it kind of went straight so, in. How soon after filming was COVID? So we, I landed in um, at the end of February, like early. Oh, like, so two weeks. So like zero, it was like two weeks. Like there was stuff in like the works, like things that we were, that were in, we were talking about future projects that were supposed to be happening in like September in New York or things right. like that that had to get, um, I guess, postponed or cancelled, who knows. So um, there are a few things in the works, but you know, they'll come back or another. Yeah, they will. will. I have no doubt they will come back for you. Yeah. You're a superstar. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, for the audience listening, you know, uh, it's a question I asked towards the end, but I'm going to ask it now anyway. Uh, you know, what kept you, let's go back to the verb anchored, you know, during the COVID time when you had all this momentum, which I totally identify with. And then you're like, fuck. What did I you think? Do? I, I think for me, just knowing that, yes, COVID was awful, but I have, there was this kind of feeling of knowing that everyone in the world was going through this one thing kind of felt really harmonious for me in a yeah. way and felt really like, I don't know. I felt like we were all kind of holding hands in a weird way. I mean, not because of social distancing, but you know what I mean? Like it kind of, that kind of kept me going knowing that I, I would have been very, very, very upset if I got, you know, came back to Sydney and they were like, you're in lockdown. The rest of the world is, yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. I'd probably run away. I don't know what I'd do. It'd be very upsetting, but knowing that the whole world was going through, it was made it easier. Also just um, reconnecting back with my roots, you know, coming back to family. And I was living with my parents um, when I got back. So just, you know, being around, being around family was the thing for me. And just that sense of, yeah, being anchored and like your rocks being yeah. around you. It was nice. I was happy that I wasn't alone for sure. I felt really bad for people that were kind of like really, really isolated. Like yeah. all I would, I, I need people faces. Me too. So. I'm the same way. Yeah. I mean, what were, were there anything in particular that you were watching that was like, you found very inspiring during COVID? Um, a, a lot of it was just like rewatching all the classics that kind uh, of, I, I did the same. Rewatch a lot of the classics to make me feel like something again. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it felt 
nice to kind of go back there. But also I watched um, Normal People. Oh, they're friends. Yes, and I heard, I heard, I listened to your podcast as well. With <laughs> Paul, Paul and Daisy are, are great. You know, they're so, yeah. that was, uh, uh, that show I got very early on. So it was crazy to see the real time experience of something explode, you know? Yeah. What has it right. been like for you with this show, The Wilds, to go from being on set to watching it explode? It's definitely, a com- and because it was my first ever job, it was, I've never noticed, and because I, you know, we did the pie then a year and waited and then we went back and shot for six months and then COVID, so I had a lot of time b- between booking it and seeing it. And yeah. on, so, and I've gotten so used to just it being something for that I never imagined anyone seeing. It was yeah. always something that like I'd just done with my friends on set and the crew and it was always, and the writers and it just felt like this private thing. So seeing it um, on the telly was very, very, very bizarre. Seeing like post, seeing photos of posters of it in LA and like New York and stuff like that was very bizarre for me. I was so upset that I couldn't be there because that is such like a milestone for yeah. me in my, my life, but it happened. So um, you did it but, and you crushed it. And it's bizarre. It's bizarre having people like um, slide into your DMs. Social media becoming this almost uh, like professional thing now. It's it's a business almost. I mean, it's not like I'm still like really like myself on my on my platforms, but I'm having to be very careful of what I post and what I put out there. And you know, back in the day, you know, it was just so like. I was just like a bit of a hooligan with all my mates. And now I, it's like, I oh. totally relate. I'm, I, I, so many of the guests of the show that have been so kind, follow me. And sometimes I'll post like a, a, a forgive me audience, like a, a dick joke. And I'll be like, that was probably <laughs> not, you know, the classiest <laughs> move to do. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, it's like how much, because, you know, you have to become, you have to become more of a private person, which is hard for me because I'm not a private person. I, re- I really like, you ask me anything and I'll tell you sort of, sort of person. So it's hard to, to kind of manage that. No one really gives you, no one really tells you how to do that. They're kind of just like, this is amazing. You have like so many followers or whatever it is. As, That's great. The, as the show started to air, I'm curious, what did the DMs go from like 20 to like 2000 to 20,000 to just above and above? They honestly, it was, it was kind of like an overnight thing, like within a matter of like days. Oh, I guess because everyone can watch it once. You're right. Yeah. yeah it just went yeah. from like zero to like who, I don't even know how many, I, it just says like, I don't know. Too many to read. <laughs> don't read them. I made the mistake of doing that. They tell me, yeah, they say not to do that. Yeah. Oh man. I've gotten some weird ones. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But that's so cool. Well then as you know, I'm sure the fall hit and things started to kind of pick up like production wise. And I say that very minimally, did things start to come Mia's way audition wise, like September, October, anything in the fall? Yeah, yes, yes, for sure. For sure. Definitely things started opening up a lot. Definitely a lot more auditions. A lot of people started, um, you know, opening conversations around, around working again um, and stuff like that. And then I had a lot of press for the wilds and then, um, yeah, I'm still talking to your team about a journey, like what the moves are tactically. I feel like, again, like I kind of don't want to plan it, but we yeah. do have 
we do have conversations around like where we feel the next step is or isn't. Like when something comes through, we might go, oh, that's not really, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and kind of, I'm kind of just going with the flow because it's so, and now, you know, you can't plan anything in this industry. And now with COVID, you can't plan anything. No. Period. So yeah. it's kind of like whatever comes my way, I'm just so grateful for and we'll just, you know, try and make work. And um, Who's yeah. the lucky family member that you do the self-tapes with? I do them at my agent's office. Actually. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Good for my you. Agent, my agent's great. He does all the all the reads and all the just the accent and everything. He's great. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what are what are some artists that you hope to work with soon? Are there any shows is- or, or some like artists, you know, directors, actors, anyone that's on Mia's list? Oh my gosh. I've said before, but I'll say it again. I've really, I've always really wanted to work with um, Kate Blanchett. Oh Love wow! Her. Just because you've looked up to her for so long. Yeah, she's just totally an idol for me. It's going to happen. Yeah, manifest it. I'm, I know it. I see it. <laughs> in October, that's the month that's going to happen in October. <laughs> we'll circle back on that and do a, a catch up then. But that's amazing. So talk to me outside of acting. You know what's what's been keeping you busy? How have you been? You know, having fun. I've started um, meditating a little bit. Not so much meditating as like breath work. Um, you know Wim Hof? Is that an app? It's not. A, it's a person, but he oh, does like no. he does like breath work. And basically, it's it's on. I think it might be on Spotify, but it's on. I ju- have you joined Clubhouse yet? No. What's that? You've not heard about this thing? It's like this what? new. Oh, I'll have to send you an invite. It's like yes. this new. It's this new platform that uh, basically is like a podcast, like you, it's Zoom, but audio only. And like now all these like huge, you know, guru energy guys are on there doing guided meditations and you join the room just like how you would join a Zoom room. And there's a speaker and there's like a button to raise your hand if you want to like ask a question and like yeah. Elon, Elon Musk is doing them, you know, and because it's yeah. a relatively new app there, I don't know. I think the most crowded room is like 12,000, but it's probably double that now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That would have been, yeah, that sounds great. I'm definitely going to do that. But if you're into meditation, that's the app for you. Yeah. Well, I wasn't always into meditation because I felt like um, two things. I was kind of always thinking and wanting to talk to people. Like I can't really meditate around people because I like kind of want to chat. Yeah. And also I feel like if I'm too quiet, this sounds kind of morbid, but like if I'm too quiet, I'm like, I'm scared of like what I'm going to start yeah, thinking about. I know, me too. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I love the silence too much. I'm like, who knows what's going to happen. But lately I've started doing that, which is like made my life a lot more relaxed. But in Australia, keeping busy is pretty easy now because, you know. You guys are pretty not- relaxed with the restrictions now, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our borders are open um, and, you know, restaurants and bars are open and you can, you know, I've been doing a lot of fun stuff lately and kind of making up for all the things I couldn't do in um, oh, COVID. Oh, tell, tell us, what are you doing? I don't know, just, just like bowling alleys and like arcades and playing all the games. Oh, that sounds like, so fun. I would kill, so I would kill to be able to do that. So much fun. And I'm so excited to go to Queensland soon because there's like the dream world, like all the theme parks. Oh, they're all open. I think so. Oh my gosh, that's actually a good question. I hope they're open. But Queensland's doing really well, so hopefully they are. That's amazing. And are, wait, are you guys having live concerts and theater yet? We're having theater. Yeah, I'm you actually seeing a play tonight, and then I'm seeing a play next week. But we are not 
I haven't seen any. We have live music. Like there are people that go to the the bars and yeah. stuff and play, play live music. But I haven't seen any concerts advertised, like big sort of mosh pit sort of concerts. Amazing. Well, I'm like so blown away by your journey and, and your energy. I love talking with you. I could I could talk to you for hours and hours. We could just be buddies. We're going to, I'll follow you on Instagram. We'll become like, you know, we'll, we'll every yeah. time you get an audition, I want to hear what's going on. But, uh, yeah. or I want to yeah. be your, we'll be each other's reader. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know if you if you don't mind two final questions for you you know one we already kind of touched on but recently you know it's a tough time for everyone in the world you know is, is there is there a show is there a piece of music what's what's keeping me inspired i feel like um i've been reading a book recently i, I actually been reading two books but the, the book um green lights Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's telling me that book is good. I kind of find it hard to believe, but okay, I guess it is. Well, I don't know why I found it hard to believe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm with you. I was kind of like, uh, I don't know about it. But my mom was reading it and my mom was like, it's actually so peaceful and good. And I was reading it and I took it away with me. And I went on a little trip somewhere and I was reading it and I was like, oh, it's just so peaceful and like brings you back down to earth almost it's like a really good book and he's got great stories and it's like funny and serious and inspiring um so i found like yeah i guess that 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 book for sure um i watched promising young woman i don't know oh, like, i just watched it too very good yeah 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 That's little true. little trouble with the ending for me but i, I thought it was yeah. all very good really what, what was the trouble <laughs> Well, I just, I mean, spoiler alert, every, anyone who doesn't want to know, like the yeah. fact that she died, I was like, come on, dude, you know, know. yeah, it, she should have just carved him out. I needed that moment. I needed it. I needed that moment. I, but yeah. I think that's why they did it. Cause it's so unfair. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's like that unfair. It's like, I guess that's the whole theme of the movie. You're right. Yeah, like we were kind of hoping that she would. We were, I was like psyched for her, to, like when she was in there. Me she too. Like, I've never been that eager for violence in my life. Women <laughs> <laughs> hate violence, but I was like, seriously, you go, like, go off. And then um, that happened, and it was so, and it was such a long scene as well, and also not at the very end. So I was like, what? And I was like, surely not. I also thought it was so cool because I've seen Carrie Mulligan on, on stage, but I've never seen her in. This is probably not the most elegant, but the most that was the most rock and roll I've ever seen Carrie Mulgan. You know, like, I always yeah. think of her as very elegant and educated. Yeah. And I love that it was so rock and roll, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that for her. Like I like that's the sort of like movies that inspire me as well. Like doing stuff that's just like completely like not your, I guess, brand. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, you know, for all the young, you know, wide-eyed future Mia Healy's out there that didn't get into the respective equivalent of Nida's, any words <laughs> of wisdom for all the wide-eyed, bushy-tailed actors out there? Take risks. Yeah. Take risks and, I mean, be safe within measure, but um, take risks and enjoy being, find a way to enjoy being embarrassed. I feel like I that's- I love that. That's, that's the best advice. I might say yeah. anyone's given on the show. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what acting is. <laughs> if you think about it, like acting is like so embarrassing. And the stuff, some of the stuff they have, they make you do, especially in auditions, are like is so embarrassing. So you've got to find a way to 
to find the fun in that and the light and enjoy it and let it sort of um, push you and drive you and inspire you. Um, yeah. that, that embarrassment. Yeah. That's amazing. Mia, I had so much fun with you. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Come back anytime. I'll take you right, literally cool. once a week. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> do um, it. The world will love it. But I got so much love for you. You're going to, you're literally being shot out of a cannon. It's so beautiful to watch. Come visit me in New York City. Let's have a night. It'll be so fun. We'll, you know, we'll laugh some auditions and some self tapes. And uh, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to, to everything that's to come for you. Is there, is there, you know, a way that you want people to stay in contact with you maybe or not, you know, Instagram? I mean, yeah, I've got Instagram and Twitter and the works. I mean, I think that's kind of it. I only have Instagram and yeah, Twitter. Yeah, there's only ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. That's but yeah, that's so great. Well, you're killing it. You're inspiring me. Thank you for giving back. And this was amazing. So much love. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.